Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hi, I'm Delta Work, and it's time for another episode of Very Delta. It's getting chilly outside, and it's time to cuddle up with Drag Tea's Fina Barbital. But first, do you want to see me go off? I think you want to see me go off. M. Oh. M. Mom! Are you a lady like me? Introspective, beautiful. Oh, are you intellectual like me? Beguiled by a bargain? You like wild times? Oh, like me? Are you serving the community like me? Well, if you are, then you must be very Delta. Hi, I'm Delta Work, and this is Very Delta. This is a luxury public access podcast and YouTube talk show where I look beautiful, speak extemporaneously, and invite interesting people to sit on the couch and get very Delta. Very Delta is for the woman who accepts free soap samples outside of Bath and Body stores. Today's show is going to bring the drama, girl. But first, let's get into some things that are very Delta. So here's the thing. It is Thanksgiving week and we are rolling into a ton of holiday experiences. You're going to be pulled in a lot of directions. You're going to have a lot of expectations put on you and you're going to have a lot of people to smile with, a lot of babies to kiss, a lot of food to eat. And you have to pace yourself. We have gone through two years of the unknown, not really aware of who we're going to see again or how we're going to see them. Outlook has changed. Politically, everything has changed. Um, We don't have time to be uncomfortable anymore. There's no reason. I've talked about it before and I will talk about it forever. Do not put yourself in situations that make you feel uncomfortable, obligated, um, make you feel ugly, or make you feel like you have to explain to other people why it is that you live your life the way that you live your life. If you are conducting yourself ethically and you're not hurting anyone, there's nothing more that you need to explain. We're going to be going to parties where people are going to be making off-color jokes that make you uncomfortable or make you realize that situations are very, very real. Because as much as they say they're joking, if you can feel that they're coming from a place that's very, very real, stop it don't have time for it. Walk away from it. There are people that you're going to encounter that are you're not going to be able to change their minds. You're not going to, they're not interested. They're not here for a conversation. Stop. 
Don't afford them the conversation. You don't have to do it. These holidays are very difficult to get through because there's many people that we have lost or uh, situations that have changed. You've become a new person. Politically, a lot of people may not be on your side. Stop being on their side. Stop owing them a visit. Stop owing them a present. You don't owe that to them because if they really, really were earning that, they would have the respect for you and the respect for the people that really matter most to you. These are people that just came through an election and voted against the people that you love or voted against you. These are people that say, oh, I'm only fiscally conservative, but I love you or I'm just voting in general because I have to get this way or that way. No. They're going to have to suck it up and they're going to have to realize that money is changing hands, that opinions are changing uh, across the board. These are things that are scary to have to do to say, oh, I am no longer politically this way because I realize who I was before was a crock of shit. And you, they're going to have to realize that. They're going to have to recognize in order to protect you and the people that you love, they're going to have to make some sacrifices too. So going to these parties, and not just politically, I'm talking about going to these parties also that are just uncomfortable for you. You don't have to buy somebody a present just because they bought you a present. If they bought it out of obligation, why would you return obligation? You should be doing that because you want to, because you like to, because it makes you feel good or it made you think about them. Going to these places and eating people's food like, oh, so-and-so always makes this casserole. We have to eat it. I can't stand it. Don't eat it. It's okay. Plenty of other people will eat it. You don't have to put yourself in these situations that seem so scary, so uncomfortable. Honestly, just don't even feel good. This is your time. You should be enjoying the, uh, the, the holidays yourself. Maybe you don't celebrate holidays at all. Maybe you just pe want people to fucking leave you alone. Tell them to leave you alone if that's what you want. You don't have to do what everyone else is doing or what you've always done to continue to get respect from people because they weren't respecting you. They were just looking at you going, yeah, you did what I told you to do. Let them respect you. Require that they respect you. You don't have to go up to people and start an argument. You don't have to go call somebody and say, I just want to let you know, I think you're a fucking asshole and I'm not coming to your parties anymore. Maybe you just don't like the way their parties are. You can make up a white lie. I am, I'm a firm believer that a white lie is not the same as a very, very dangerous lie. Some people say, oh, a white lie, it's the same. Lying is lying. I don't believe that. I don't believe that's true. You can save someone else's feelings and your own feelings by creating something that is very realistic and could be a thing. Sorry, I can't make it because I'm going to be a little bit late at work. Sorry, I can't make it because I'm not feeling so well. Sorry, I can't. But if you feel so compelled to say, I'm sorry I can't make it because I want you to know that all the years that I've been coming to your place or doing what it is that you do, you make me feel very uncomfortable. The conversations that you have are very uncomfortable. The people that you slight makes me feel very uncomfortable and I just don't like that. And if they come forward and say, well, oh, we're just joking or we just, well, I've never felt like you were joking. It's okay to tell people that. I've never thought that you were joking. Someone once said something very, very important and that is that in an argument, when someone says something to you in the heat of an argument, that's what they have been dying to tell you. If somebody says something really shitty to you or something that really cuts you deep, they've been waiting to tell you that. Remember that. Listen to it. Hear them. Absorb it. It's very, very important. So if you tell these people, you know what? I know who's all going to be there. I, I just don't think it's for me. I love you so much. I'm not going to be there. If they come back at you with, no, you have to come. No, you have to do this. No, you have to do that. 
they're putting an expectation on you and requiring you to be uncomfortable because they feel uncomfortable and they don't want to be the only person who feels uncomfortable at this event. Now, of course, this is a little bit different with, you know, small things where you're like, oh, so-and-so gets on my nerves. I can avoid them at the party. That's different. I'm talking about actual places where people that you're going to go to these events and you've always gone and they have, you know, a Trump hat on their Christmas tree. That's a problem. If that makes you feel uncomfortable and it should make you feel uncomfortable, that's a problem. People that have to stop whispering when you walk in, that's a problem. Not because they were hiding a Christmas gift, but because you know that they were talking about you and the decisions you make and the things that make you uncomfortable and the fact that you spoke up for yourself. We're not doing that anymore. We're not going to those places. We're not making those people, letting those, we're not letting those people make us feel bad. For what? Why? What are we getting out of it? You're giving the power to someone else. Yes, we have obligation, family obligations, work obligations, things that'll make it easier for you. Of course, those are going to happen. I'm not saying across the board, put your middle finger up at everybody and tell everyone to fuck off if, you know, there's not enough Gouda cheese at the party. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if it makes you in your heart of hearts feel uncomfortable, if it requires you to be someone else, if it makes you not say the truth, if you have to fix your plate a different way and be sick because you didn't want to hurt someone's feelings because you, you, they made something and you're supposed to eat it, don't do that. Don't do that. No one should have that power over you. And you're giving them that power. You're allowing them to do it. You don't have to do it. You can create your own spaces. You can create your own festivities. You can create your own environment. Or you can say straight up, I don't celebrate any of this. I per Maybe you don't, and that's okay. Maybe other people do, and that's important for them. Maybe you want to do half of it. You can do half of it. But by no means should you be going anywhere, eating anything, buying anything, spending any money, because everyone always expected you to do it because you always did it. If it's uncomfortable for you, stop it. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Don't give anyone that power. And you know what? Sometimes the food is really shitty. Sometimes the wine is cheap. Sometimes the presents suck. Sometimes you just don't want to be there. Maybe you just don't want to be there this time, but maybe you want to go to another event. That's okay too. You know, this doesn't have to be across the board. It doesn't have to be, you have to stand up for yourself at some point. And it's okay to say, you know what? I can't, I don't have the strength to do this all in one just because you said to do it because that's what you do. You can maybe just set a little bit of a, of a, of a, a barrier for yourself. Just you know, set your foot down, put a, a line in the sand and say, what I'm not going to do is go to so-and-so's house because that's the thing that I was dreading the most. Or what I'm not going to do is get myself in debt to show people how much I love them. I want them to know that I love them so much. I don't care if it's $3 or $300 for the gift. If you don't have the $3, stop faking the funk that you do have it so that everybody else is impressed that you showed up with a bag full of presents. Maybe there's no Santa Claus and you're not Santa Claus either. So fuck it. And you don't have to explain yourself. I mean, across the board, if you feel like you need to have this conversation to stop something with someone and say, I don't want to have any part of you anymore, that's not a holiday conversation. That's just in general, this isn't going to work. But you really don't owe it to anyone to explain anything. I'm not coming because I'm not coming. I won't be there because I won't be there. If they continue to ask those questions, they're pushing you into saying yes. They're forcing you to say, I want you to live your life the way I live my life. You're forced to do what I do because it makes me more comfortable. I don't give a shit about how comfortable you are. Don't let them do it. You don't owe them an explanation.
And if you have friends or family or coworkers or a boss or anyone that keeps prodding, well, come on, this is going to be this way. It's going to be that way. I want you here. You have to do this. It, oh, it would mean so much to us if you would do this. They're more concerned about what it would mean to them, not what the experience would mean to you. They're not concerned whatsoever if they keep prodding you and if they keep calling you and they keep telling you, you have to do this. We've always done this. It's way, this is the way it's always been. Those words from people, this is the way it's always been, is what makes everyone feel uncomfortable. You deserve to have whatever you want. If you want to eat jack-in-the-box in the morning on Christmas Day, then that's what you want to do. If you want to give out everybody a tube of lipstick in your favorite color, that's what you want to do. If you want to tell somebody, thank you, I'd like to sing a song for you as a gift, then that's what you want to do. But don't let anyone keep prodding you and pushing you and telling you this is the way it has to be because you're going to be mean to me if you don't come. My wife cooked this. My, your niece needs this. This, But what about what you need? You need to make sure that there's something in that conversation about how you're going to be comfortable in this. Again, there are things that we are obligated to do because it makes it easier. Maybe you want to go to your boss's party because you're looking for a promotion and you want them to know you're a team player in a way. And you're like, ah, eh, it's a simple trade-off. It's not that I really want to go that much, but you know, work is work. But if somebody is, you're going to go into like a pit of snakes where people are doing nothing but talking about you and then going, oh, oh hi, and giving you little smiles and a little nod here and there. They're placating you. They don't like you. Why in the world would you force yourself to be around people like that? I've done it. I know. The holidays are a perfect time for you to reevaluate all of these things and find out what's important to you. You should create what makes you happy. Create the meals, the spaces, the people, the circle of family and friends. And oftentimes that means just a few from this group and just a few from this group and just something from this meal plan and this, whatever it is. It needs to be something that you curate, that you cultivate, that you make your own, because that is when you're going to know everything about it. You shouldn't be in a room where you have to back up against a wall and look at everyone in there. You should be able to be in the center of the room and know that everything happening around you is enriching you, making you feel good, making you feel included, making you feel special. Like you can eat whatever you want and that person's not looking at you. Or you can gift this uh, gift to this person without this person saying, where's mine? All of these things are so important. You can cultivate these things. You can curate these things. It's going to take time, but you've got nothing but time. And coming up, we have our extra special guest, the one and only Fina Barbatal. But first, do you want to see me take a break? I think you want to see me take a break. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. Everything is online today, and Squarespace offers so many features to make your website so sleek and professional. I love to shop online, and I like to see how different small businesses and people have their websites set up. For me, it says a lot about how the customer service experience will play out based on a company's web design. I can always tell when a website is well-built and well-managed. It's the functionality and Squarespace has it. With Squarespace, you can book appointments through your site. They provide everything you need to manage your schedule, accept secure payments, send automatic reminders, 
You can have an online store, you can sell your products directly on your site, and they offer amazing analytics too, which is great for growing your business. You can learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are the most effective. So check out squarespace.com slash verydelta for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code verydelta, all one word, to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. And we are back. Thank you for joining us. Today's extra special guest is somebody I'm so excited to have here. This person is a legend, a beauty operator, a beauty guru. I'm talking about the legendary, the one and only Fina Barbatol is here. <laughs> and you are a beauty operator. You know what? I am. And that's very dangerous because I don't have a license. Right. You don't have to have one. Not well, in not this industry. Anymore, really, do you? Well, you do. I mean, I guess if you want to be union, it matters. But what does that have to do with anything? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. All those fees? Yeah. And we tried and they just, Ugh, they just don't so allow expensive. it. so expensive. Forget that. Um, what is phenobarbital? Have you had phenobarbital? So uh, phenobarbital, I am, I don't do drugs anymore. I'm, I'm not in meetings or anything weird like that. I just don't. Um, right. But phenobarbital is a barbiturate, and they give it to uh, people that have seizures or uh, animals sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's like a, a mellower, you know, for mm -hmm. something crazy that's happening. When was the last time you had a seizure? Um, I don't know. I've never been to Santa Barbara. Well, see, that's the difference between the two of us. Uh, one of the main differences is that you like being around people. Oh, in, the, in my final moments, like right. I'm pushing them out the door. Right. I want to make sure that I hit the ground. I'm a hermit. Or the building at full force. Take me. Right. I'm a hermit and you know this. And um, it's so weird because like you, because of the work that you do, you're around so many different types of like red carpet events and things that you're invited to or you need to help prepare for. So you, uh, because you do legitimately like being around people and you love meeting new people, but you also have to sort of train yourself to be in that environment as well because there's a lot of bullshit and you're like, I'm working, either you're representing yourself or you're helping represent other people because you work with Trixie and Katya or mm -hmm. have mm -hmm. extensively. Tell mm -hmm. us about that. Well, I, it's something I kind of fell into. Um, it never was like really meant to be. And then it just kind of happened. And I make no apologies for myself, my the size of my body. Being a bigger person in a situation where you're like surrounded by like in a small recording studio or TV studio or things like that. It can be very difficult. That's mm -hmm. why whenever you see the Kardashians on a red carpet, they're followed by a string of skeletons that are helping with their hair and makeup. Right. Whereas like, you know, you can also attest to this being in a situation like that, you know, where you feel like uncomfortable taking up any space. Right. You just can't help it. So I had to get to a point where I was just like, you know what? Whatever. This is yeah, me. It doesn't matter. And this is what happens. But I feel more comfortable in those situations now because I put my nose to the grind and I 
did the work and I feel like, you know, people respected that and that's just, right. you know, the work speaks for itself or it doesn't. It does. It does. And some of the work that you do, I mean, you do wigs, you yeah. do. I, I started the first time I ever teased a wig. I was uh, like a little, a little baby gay mm -hmm. and I had a wig from party city and it was, it was an Afro wig. Let's just be real. Well, not an Afro wig. It was like a long curly lioness. And I remember mm -hmm. teasing it into a giant ball. And I just, I don't know, from there it kind of took off. I never went to school. I kind of wish I did go to school for it. But um, yeah, getting into the wig stuff, Katya was the one that was like, she always noticed that I would style my own wigs or kind of like do something to them. So when we first moved here, she was like, oh, I have all these things. Can you just, you know, do something with these bags of wigs? Right. It just kind of happened. Right. And now because of that, now your position... Yeah, and now I style wigs for local queens. That's really nice. I like doing that. I've worked with other people from, you know, other TV stuff. Um, I just did a wig for Christina Aguilera's uh, stylist. Nice. And it was like, in a he like took a photo. He went to her, Christina's Halloween party, and it's like him dressed as her from Moulin Rouge. And she's like behind him. And I'm like, I cannot, I never imagined, because when I first started doing drag, Moulin Rouge had like just come out. Mm -hmm. And I could never imagine that like, I would have something of mine in the same photo, even right. with a, such a legend. Right. Like things like that. Every time, like, do you ever get that? Like, whenever something big like that happens yeah. for you, you kind of like little gay you is kind of like, how did that even? And you try to like, uh, you try, it's like you, I mean, without, I mean, for lack of a better word, it's like you kind of want to brag about it because you're like, this is cool. Like, yeah. I, I want people to know that I'm grateful for this, but that like, I did that. Like, I fucking did that. That's so fun. That's so cool. And even like, you know, uh, maybe a, 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 like Flashback Friday or Throwback Thursday, Wayback Wednesday. Those are all places where like you can bring it back up into a conversation. And even though I think like, oh, people might be like, girl, you already told us this a year ago. But then there's other people that missed that. And they're, they're like, I didn't know you did that. And then it also... Uh, reignites that in the eyes of other people that might go, other people that might be interested in utilizing your skills because they didn't know you did that. Yeah. I feel like you're someone who I could see doing a Kevin Aquan style book mm, of like fun. your beauty tips, your hair, your accessorizing, your like everything. Like, you know what I mean? Like an all over beauty book. I could definitely see that for I you. I would love that. Well, we could actually do that together because you have a channel. You have a show that you do. On on YouTube, yes. That well, that's where this show is. Yes, and that's what we do. But but you do you you share some of these ideas, the things that that are um People need answers to. People want to know, but they also want it from a real place. I started this YouTube channel. Um, basically, it was baking in my brain about a year ago. And uh, that's when I decided to uh, not really push myself to be on tour with the girls anymore mm -hmm. and kind of do my own thing. Yeah. And so I was talking to my friend, Steven, who actually does all the editing. And, you know... I just brainstormed and figured out what kind of videos I want to do. So there's like, you know, makeup, hair, crafting, and then like opinion piece. Right. And none of it is meant to be like, oh, well, you've been doing this wrong all the time. It's not, At all. It you doesn't know, come off like that. It, it, and 
for me, that's fine. Like I, yeah, sure. I have, I can, you know, do that or whatever, but mine came from a place of a lot of tutorials that I was watching when I first started were very intimidating. And I kind of, my approach is like, you know, drag for idiots, you know, like those books, Mm -hmm. like, you know, something for idiots. And it's all supposed to be fun and just no pressure. You know, that's why we're doing short little videos, like how to put a wig into a ponytail, not anything else, how to cut bangs into the wig, how to, you know, put eyeliner on, how to put a lash on, things like that, little short clips. And I've kind of like through that process, like, you know, you've done like shows and put yourself out there on Instagram live all the time. Once you like kind of watch it back and you can like stew on it and realize what you really want to do in the future. Sure. That's good advice. I mean, I, I always tell people like I have a hard time watching myself because I'll get caught up critiquing the things that maybe are not anything that other people are concerned about. They're concerned about the content and and that should be the concern. But then there's some other times I'm like, why wasn't this bottle here? It's over here. Or why wasn't this eyelash? That You know what I mean? But I, we're human. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. nothing is perfect. I always, the funny part for me is like watching it back. I feel like in the moment, like I'm screaming. Mm-hmm. And then I watch it back and I'm like. Right, I'm right. Like, I'm like, God. And then I get, a, I get. <laughs> The uh, one of the number one comments is like, you have such a soothing voice, you'd be great for podcasting. And I'm like, oh, so I don't have the face for YouTube. Damn. <laughs> you have the face Damn. for podcasting. Which, you know, I take a compliment wherever yeah. I can get it. Well, listen, they're they're the ones watching you. So exactly. I mean, and they must love it. Plenty of people do. They probably just don't notice, you know, yeah. because they can't see my legs. Damn. They can but, see your boobs. <laughs> But I was always always so inspired because whenever like during like the the dark ages when you were always on Instagram live like doing uh-huh. something every day that's a commitment. It was it was fun, but there was like nothing else to do. Yeah, and I was like, if this bitch can fucking muster herself in front of that camera every fucking day, <laughs> there's fun. no excuse for like anyone else. You know, it was a great place to like sort of learn. I think like what else we're capable of. I mean, I definitely love a package that's just like there because then the vignette you're yeah because you're more comfortable like you know what i mean and so then with that said you're able to then um control like i always had my camera i always say this to people like i see my clips and i'm like wow i had people fooled for a long time that i had one chin because (laughs) that instagram live camera was here and i'm like hi everyone how are you and it's like and then now like the clips come out and i'm like i'm so mad at wendy's I'm so fucking pissed off. Did you guys see my pumpkins? And it's like this. And people are like, oh, well, no, we still love you. But <laughs> you got to get Davey to come in here and grab you from either side. Right. Right. I think that all the time because, you know, you look at something different and you're like, well, you know oh, what? Yeah. There's only I mean, we both have worked um, uh, extensively, I would say. With different um, sort of ce- celebrities mm-hmm. helping them prepare to look great in front of the camera. But when you're the person that like you have to create the content and then try oh. to make yourself look great. Oh, girl. I used to think that as a kid, like you would watch like news reporters. I, I always wanted to be a news reporter when I was a kid. So I would see them like out in the trenches and then you get these storylines of people like, well, they have to brush their own hair. Or they have to fluff themselves up or whatever it is they have to do to make themselves look as presentable as possible. And when we're doing that. Again, 
in any of these spaces that we do that, we're like, well, I mean, this is as good as it's going to get. I promise you, if I was doing it for someone else, like I would know. Exactly. You know what I mean? When you're doing Trixie, Katya, RuPaul, whoever you're doing, you know, like, okay, I've got a monitor, walk back, monitor, walk back. But there's. I have a question though. So when I'm doing like uh, Queens Like to Watch for Netflix or uh, one of my main jobs, like Katya is so easy. Like, you know, I kind of go in and you'll see me in videos, like shellac her down Uh and she kind of stays like a wax figure for an, an hour until it all falls apart. And then for Trixie, I'm literally in the monitor and then like kind of looking at her because she has all that black on her eye and it, creases of course so the one thing that like her like a big note is like if it's creases we have to stop cameras and i go in and did you have anything like that when you were doing yeah we did like there was um i mean there was always the conversation about the fact that like um the supermodel likes her wig pulled very very far back because she believes that or explained to us that the bigger her forehead looked the more youthful that the the appearance was. I didn't understand that philosophy, but I knew that that's the way it had to be. So oftentimes we would say like, you know, it looks very far back. And it was like, nope, that's how I like it. That's how it's going to be. And then of course people on the internet would be like, why is the wig so far back? And it's like, you have to understand these are the confines that you work in. Same thing with like, um, um, you know, face tapes or anything like that any of us use or, or, or don't use. Um, when any of that starts to slip, production Mama. stops yeah. immediately because <clears throat> you are trying to respect the the dignity of the person who, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, yeah, it's your job. But at the same time, you're like, this is another queen. Like, I don't yeah. want people to make fun of them or think they look like shit. That's not their fault that things are moving. It's hot, that kind of thing. So, yeah, that stuff does happen. That's what making these programs is. And like a lot of the times... You know, the fans don't understand certain things because they've never been on a set. They've never right. worked in production. They don't know. And that's totally fine. That's, sure. you know, that's not for them to understand. Like, this is all a fantasy for them. As far as they're concerned, we are on a CBS lot in, you know, Times Square. And right. And on the other side of this curtain, there's 100 million fans. And they're all just showing you their breasts. And there's just unlimited amounts of, like, uh, oh, There's a know. Diet Coke uh, fountain over there. There is, um, I don't know, we have a Wendy's in the back. I, sure, I know of course. I'm about it, but, you know, they. I think they yeah. were doing the best they could. Yeah, for sure. But no, I mean, when you say that, I, I think about, um, the, you know, the the idea that um, there's so many, as far as entertainment goes, there's obviously, there's the talent, but then there's also the creative end of something. Mm-hmm. And then there's the post end. So many times people go, oh, they'll get this in post. And it's like, you have to handle as much as you can in the creative end so that the people in the post don't but then sometimes if something slips through or you know the person in charge sees something they're like oh just put this filter or that filter it may forgive this but then it amplifies that right and you're like i don't know what to tell you i don't work in that department but they don't work in your department so yeah and and sometimes you know like you said you will stop rolling if uh, a lace is really dark or, or uh-huh. this or that and and it does take time and you know Kind of when you're like the department head, which they like gave me that title for the Netflix show, Department Head Vanities, which was like huge. You know, that's a that's a big flattering thing. And like then the pressure is all on you. Sure. So something in the vanities is off. It's on you. So it kind of I like it because it kind of excites me into like doing better. But it is a lot of pressure, especially when you're given only a certain 
allotted amount of yeah. time. And, you know, sometimes if the building's on fire, I'm just going to rescue the hottest one. <laughs> you know, this is your philosophy all the time, though. This it is. is. And it goes right back to my show, like on, on YouTube, like I'm not showing you all of the secrets. Mm -hmm. I'm showing you some of them. And I feel like I didn't want to, you know, blow my whole wad on the first, mm. you know, group of uh, episodes. But I did, I did feel like I, I dove into some behind the scenes like tips and also some like drag secrets. And okay. one of the things, or a couple of the things that I did, I actually brought you something. Oh, okay. From the show. Okay. And um, I know this is really, you know. It is what it is, but these are these are like drag queen tropes. One of them is a beautiful bracelet. Oh made, yes, made on a roll of scotch tape. This is ideal. And and I know people that are like, oh well, this doesn't fit my hand, bitch. You put it in your hair ponytail. Yep. You pull a po like a ponytail wig through it. You can yep. like something. Thank so this you. Is for you. And a signature piece of mine. I've put these in wigs for Katya before, and I get a lot of comments on them, but I brought you your own shitty birdhouse. Oh, I can wear this. I'm going to wear this for Christmas. So it's a, it's a birdhouse covered in fake bird shit and bird poop. I, don't know I if love say that this. And yeah. How did you craft that? What is that? Is it like a resin or something? It's just uh it's hot you glue. You shit on it actually. <laughs> yeah, I left it out into the in the woods and uh -huh. um, you know, nature took its course. And um Does yeah. a bear shit in the woods? I don't you taste that. I remember you when a bear that? I remember when a bear shit in the club. Oh it was God. on it was on Bear Night at Hamburger Mary's. Uh they they have a bear night? They used to at the old Mary's. Oh. I know we should get into that. Let's take a break. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we're back. We are back with my extra special guest, Fina Barbatal, who is the absolute doll, so glamorous all the time, teaches people how to be glamorous or at least incorporate new tricks mm -hmm. into, into glamour. Um, it, this, it's the season. It's the season of, of giving thanks. Mm -hmm. um, some people celebrate the holidays. Some people just celebrate the season. Some people uh, are uh, don't do any of it. Yeah. I love the colors. It's my favorite time of year uh, just because it leads into like, you know, I feel like the beginning is Halloween, of course. Would you say it leaves into it? It leaves into it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Stupid. Yes. But I want to know, um, we have a segment called Yaskord. Yaskord. Mm, yeah. Can you say that? Yaskord. Um, which of these gourds here is your favorite? Can I touch? You can touch anything. You can touch okay. it all. Okay. Pull them off. Oh, yeah. I, I've been waiting for someone to pick that. No, but see, 
you're you're thinking about it wrong. I'm thinking that's a handle. Oh, that's a piece of chicken. <laughs> this is a chicken bone. It's a weapon. It is an in, uh well, I mean, you see the ridges? Right. You see this? It's pleasure for her as well. It feels like very early seasons of Drag Race, you know? Oh, yes. Skin, skin. textures. Um, uh, one time I gave Katya a facial. With with cosmetics or? No. No, you didn't have, though none of those were involved. How would you smooth that out, do you think, with cosmetics? Oh. So have you ever had uh, fillers or anything? No, but I need to. Don't tell me. I would. I. I'm. I'm obsessed. I'm okay. now obsessed. It's now. What have you had done? So I've had my lips done a few times. Because you don't say. <laughs> my family has a receding lip line. Okay. So we're white. So it just like crawls back inside. You don't say. <laughs> and you know, so you just have to. You know, if I want to do it for for myself. Mm-hmm. And I've had you know. Botox and all that crazy stuff. And then I actually last year um, had filler put under my eyes. See, that's what I want. Mama. Was it painful? She, no. Lies. She held the, 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 uh, the mirror up and I watched as she did one and I saw the difference and I was blown away. And I had done, I had done too little for it to be like a huge notice. Uh-huh. But I think that's like, it's the Madonna, like, you know, smooth baby cat face. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Love that. So when you had it done, what, what was the, what was the like, what did you notice? And you said, I'm going to have that fixed. Was it like dark or was it, was it sunken in or was it? Now, when I sat in her chair, I said, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Give me your input. And she wasn't a pusher, and I liked that. And it took like three or she four- She gave you sunglasses <laughs> and a face mask. <laughs> she said, we'll just knock knock right. it all down. Right. Have you tried, you know, oh, we can't say she, that. You just turned your wig around. Yeah. <laughs> Dina, we're going to turn the wig around. Uh, she said, well, this has been a big- improvement with people they love doing it and they see a huge difference and she was right i mean there's something about it you don't even really notice you don't even know i didn't even know it was a thing until she said it Mm -hmm. and then when i had it done i was like oh bitch the makeup sits better i i just i love it because i it's the little things you Mm -hmm. know i could go to the gym more and i could do other things to like you know (laughs) This is my other joke. I always would joke with her. I'd be like, so I know like, you know, from the neck down, that's a whole different story. But from the neck up, what, right. can, what can we do with these cosmetics? What can we do today? <laughs> right. What could I have that's like I don't immediate. want like a long term. Yeah, exactly. So if I was to like sit this down in a chair, I feel like it would be like a like some Juvederm filler okay. and just like smooth it out. Okay. Then you take some sandpaper. And you buff. Okay. And then you do, what do they do? The um, the ramen noodles with the nail glue. Uh-huh. Have you seen that? Yeah, I Where have. they put ramen noodles and everything. Cover it in ramen noodles and, sand, and uh, nail glue. And then forget about it. And that's then that's it. it. That's it. Yeah, because it doesn't matter. Because you know what? It's just a gourd. Yes, gourd. Yes, gourd. Yes, gourd. Yes, gourd. Um, do you do you eat gourds? Do you eat like pumpkin? Do you like stuff like that? You know, this year was the first time that I was able to partake in a pumpkin spice anything and it not really? upset my stomach. Okay. Have you did you ever have a problem with like pumpkin spice like upsetting your stomach? 
Well, I mean, whenever anyone asks me about stuff that agrees with me or disagrees with me, I explain to them that I ate soup and salad in a restaurant and shit all over the place. So, I mean, no matter what, yes, everything at some point has bothered me. But I've never gone to the doctor or figured out exactly what is the trigger. Mm -hmm. I just do it all and just hope for the best. And sometimes I'm pulling over to, like, you know, go to the bathroom where there's no bathroom. And I'm like, please, please. (laughs) Can I please use your restroom? You don't want this to happen. Well, you know, I, I'm from the Northeast. Mm-hmm. I'm from Massachusetts, where, the, where the pilgrims, <laughs> where the pilgrims are from. Uh-huh. Uh, I've seen Plymouth Rock, and um, I wasn't impressed. But you I feel like that is the land in which pumpkin spice mm. was birthed. Okay, I am related to. Uh, I'm a great, I'm a direct descendant of the captain of the guard from the Mayflower. His name was Miles Standish. Okay, you'll leave leave this set immediately. (laughs) Um, That's not a proud thing Uh in my family, but we are, uh, we were made part of the Mayflower Society when I was a child. Wow, what does that mean? You get a certificate and it's basically just confirms that you are a horrible, evil, awful, uh, Mm. murderous um, How white do I get devil. one? Well, I think you received one after working on RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say uh, it's the same thing, yeah. right? You know, yeah. you worked on the Pinto Santa Maria or the, the. It was the same kind of architecture, and it was just as old. Yeah, yeah. What <laughs> is that wrong? <laughs> it's so hard because you just make me laugh. Well, you make me laugh, but I mean, well, these are these are truths. That's why sometimes it's hard for us to even laugh at stuff because we're like, "Yeah, that's true." <laughs> so fucking well, true. All you can do is laugh. Yeah, that's all we have left. It is all we have left, except for pumpkin. Except for pumpkin. I'll eat that fucking pumpkin pie. I will eat that, like you know, that pumpkin pancake. I will eat that pumpkin. What is that? What if you had to have like one pumpkin thing? Would it be a pumpkin drink or a pumpkin dessert? It's I'm a classic pumpkin pie person. Yeah. It like, you know, it to me it's not the holidays without it. Whipped cream or ice cream? See, we were we were like a cool whip family. Yeah. It's just it's just has to be the cool whip. But I'm not opposed. That's the thing. Right. Like sure I'll have my, you know, I'll whatever's there. Honestly. Have you ever have you ever bit cool whip like a spoonful and put it in your mouth and then got your tongue and went and pressed it between your teeth. Have you ever done that? Uh, I did that for breakfast today. <laughs> like I don't, I don't even know. But have you ever taken the cool? Oh god, this is so. F- and put it on the gourd, <laughs> and got the ridges and smoothed it out. I am not ashamed to admit that I've definitely done a scoop of Cool Whip. Okay, and then or no, I dipped the spoon into the peanut butter oh and then cool with and then cool with. i don't think i've done that i'm not opposed to it it is a it is a cute like if you're like you know end of the night and you're like i want something sweet or a little snack uh-huh. i will go for a scoop of peanut butter okay and if i'm really feeling it i'll put some like chocolate chips on there have and you meal really... prepped with that like because that's a thing you can meal prep and you can have that ready to go and it's like it saves money it's like if you ask me i don't know oh, what your diet oh. is but my life is a banquet. I don't know what my diet is either. <laughs> I, ugh. Diet. I hate, I hate diet. 
Really? I hate diet because it immediately in my head screams, that's not going to work. That's not, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. That's, that's not, not your solution? Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I just, I feel like diet is just so, it's something, were you a chubby kid? Uh, I was when I got like maybe this is like this is a very like TMI, but I don't really care. Um, I think it was like maybe around when my mom married my stepdad and mm-hmm. things were very weird. Mm-hmm. That's when I definitely started to pick up weight, and that was like just as like a preteen. But as a little kid, I was very skinny. I think similar when my parents separated. That's mm-hmm. when it like that's when the weight came on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's one of those things where, you know, when you were when you're like a, a chubby kid, you like learn these things, like especially growing up in like the 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. like all about diet, all about fitness, the, oh, the workouts, 80s and 90s for sure. Like that shit was incredible. High voltage. Exactly. Energy up. Woo! <laughs> exactly. I had to check my teeth because I thought there was like a chunk of lipstick sitting. You ever have that? A chunk of lipstick? Like just because I, I always have crumbs in the corner of my mouth. Oh. And so I'm always like scooting it in and then like I just figure it'll like assimilate into the rest of the lip, but it doesn't. It just like sits there and I'm do like, hi, everyone. And there's just like a full tooth missing. It do you ever like. do the? Uh... I do. I do. But then I'm like, where do I wipe? Like, where do I put it? You can. No one's going to see it. No. This is one of those like wonderful weaving world of the wizards show that you do. What's it called? <laughs> wonderful wizards of Waverly Place. Wigging, wig, wonderful wigs of Weena Barbatol, <laughs> Weenie Barbatol. Listen, the names were put through like I want to say about forty to fifty. Wait, what just p- happened right now? Like the wig, because <laughs> it went like it came like all the way forward and then went back. Sometimes, but it's right in place. Nothing, nothing's moved. It's just. Well, I wish I could clone myself so I can. Do you want to use my letter opener if your hair ever itches or you want to lift it? That's what I do. You can use that. Yeah. I know. Trust me. 20 more minutes will be done and we'll be dead. <laughs> do you ever feel like when you get into drag, like during the pandemic, getting into drag, it was, I, I feel like I had to make it a whole day a thing. Make it last. Right. Because you're putting all the crap on, like come on like i'm not gonna put all this crap on and then do one thing like t- later today i'm probably gonna go home and like i don't know do something right make a, know, make a some, something some or a video of, saying come see me or yeah, something i have to start making a video because yesterday guess what was announced what the auditions <gasps> and have, how many times have you auditioned before is it embarrassing no no whatever what you say it's not embarrassing not to me 11 yeah there's a, i know i know other people that have done it that many times too and you know the people i'm talking about too and it's at a, at some point, um, so I wasn't going to. Mm-hmm. Last year was going to be my last time. And this is a very real moment. But my friend Andrew passed away. Okay. And the last things that we talked about, he was always encouraging me to never stop auditioning. And he encouraged me for years that I, like, before he passed, I finally, like, told him I was, like, agreed I was going to do this thing. And that thing is, I'm going to get a life-affirming surgery okay. next year. Okay. And I just feel like, uh, I feel like I owe it to him. Mm-hmm. And so I will continue to do it. And you know what? I will continue to drag out that same tired, 
um britney spears impersonation i'm just you kidding. have to just you have to he 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 needs it yeah it's for him would you uh would you in your video would you ever have a need for a tube top well you know I, there is a portion of the video where you should uh model said looks that you've featured before mm -hmm. and i feel like there's always going to be a place in my life for something that is very tight Mm -hmm. on the bottom and then has the potential to you know that this they do a challenge called a two and one yeah two and one and we uh we discovered that you you do have that in your wardrobe you have a few items like that we were at hamburger mary's one night uh in long beach and we were sitting on that mm -hmm. patio which um is really where the show happens but we were hanging out and i remember we used to do we would like do the show and then we would go change into just like a little something, a yeah. cocktail dress yeah. or whatever. My Forever we, 21 yeah. special. Yeah. And we go sit on the patio. And I remember I was seated and you came out. And I said, oh, I saved you a spot over here. And you came over to that spot and you like looked fantastic and sat down next to me. And we were in sort of like a long bench and the tables were in front of us. And you sat down and I remember it, I heard it before I saw it. <laughs> And it's happened to me. That's why I knew. Oh, yeah. I heard it before I saw it. She sat down and all I heard was. <laughs> and I realized and I looked at you and I could just see you there and you had on a tube top. And I said, Fina, what happened? You said, I guess I'm wearing a tube top, not a tube dress anymore. And <laughs> sometimes, where was it? It was here. Sometimes it just, you know. When you've got too much, see, my weight is weird. It distributes differently depending on if I'm sitting or standing. Right. Oh, I, yes, I understand. You know what I mean? Like sitting down, I'm giving Gilbert Grape's mom. Right. Standing up, it could be, you know, anything. Gilbert Grape's mom. After, At a, in, a, in a tube top. After she died. Right. Uh, but sometimes you're wearing something very tight and it doesn't, you know, fit you exactly right, which, you know, Forever 21, God bless your soul. But, you're not making, you no. know, items for Glamazons. No. And sometimes when you sit down, that item will start to roll. And I feel like this is a real, you know, real world problem for yeah. women with uh, childbearing hips that can never birth a yeah. child. Those are those are Mayflower <laughs> exactly. compact. I am made from old fashioned pilgrim right. white devil stock. Right. And it happens. And so I remember I said, Well, what are you we'll just get up and I'll and I'll fix it. And you were like, I'm not leaving here, this spot, until everyone leaves the club. So we sat there. We sat there, and that was just the way it was going to be. Which has never been a problem before. No, that's, no. That's something, oh, God, I haven't been there in so long, and I, I miss that so much. And every time I think about, like, oh, I should call and and uh, throw my name back in, that, in the ring for, like, bookings and stuff. And then, like, I don't know, my brain just, like, never remembers well, I mean, to like fucking do it yeah but at the same time it's like when you're constantly be like i feel like as and again i always say the pandemic but coming out of the pandemic then we realize that we're doing other things that like that's our new pattern mm -hmm. and because it's our new pattern it's like well how do i jump back into that and do this pattern yeah because that's a, something interesting for both of us is that we have worked on shows or where we are a person that's uh, helping create in the creative end, whether it's and it's specifically hair and makeup, but also you've done wardrobe stuff. Um, and then we're also entertainers. So you have your name as an entertainer, but then your name as somebody who works behind the scenes. It's hard to live a life in front and behind and then have people think that you're doing them both 100% when you know you are. Yeah. 
But they're like, well, which one's more important? Well, that was my thing when I worked for Mac. I worked there for 13 years and it was always the the balance of like doing drag and also like working there. Like I never, I could have gone on to do, you know, amazing things and been a really high up, but I just, you know, drag for me was my passion. It was what I loved to do. It made more money. And like right now, you know, working behind the scenes, that really like pays my lifestyle. Right. If I could make that with drag, which I love doing, I would absolutely do both. Like, so, I mean, that's, that's constantly why I do throw my name back in, in the ring for, you know, whatever shows or whatever. Cause that's what led to the creation of my YouTube right. was I couldn't sit around and wait for someone to come and discover me. I had to do it and just, I'm not getting any younger. Right. And for fuck's sake, drag is all fucking toddlers and tiaras now. And I kind of feel like, you know, I will continue to like shove myself down their throat until until they swallow. You have to. Because they you know? will. They they have to at some point. Like every time I start my table, like, yes, I'm back, motherfucker. Cause I know you remember my face. I know you remember my name. And yes, I've gained weight over these past eleven years. I've literally my body has like, you know, grown. And I always say, listen, you know, you gotta get me on now before I get any bigger because Shut up. <laughs> An idiot. <laughs> just use different kinds of cameras. But I'm like, fuck, bitch. Like, I don't like Ugh. it's the only thing that and it's and it's hard because you have to have something like that to be able to really do what I do you, you know what I mean because I can't I'm, I'm not a live singer and I'm not a gymnastics dancer right. so like to do what I do which is I, what I consider classic drag, right? You kind of need these things to propel you. So it's that, like, you know, it, it and it's like when I lived in Boston, and I've been doing drag for twenty years. This September was twenty years. Wow. I always would see on Facebook like you and um, Chad Michaels and like Mayhem and like all the girls here on on the West Coast, and I always felt like such a sisterhood, mm -hmm. even though we had never met, never spoke. And I always be like, oh, I feel like a kindred spirit. Right. You know, because we were all trying to do the same thing. And it was before it really exploded. And then moving here and getting to meet all of you was like, oh, it is, it is like a kindred spirit. I and they that. do fucking get it. I love that. I, and I, yeah. I mean, if all drag, if all drag is valid, we hear that all drag is valid. Come, come on, drag race, come on, drag. If it is all valid, then 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 the classic drag has to be valid too. Like we can't be like, oh, you're old school. Well, maybe we are old school, but what what what's wrong with like, what's I wrong wanna, with finishing yeah. your hands with nails and putting perfume on and 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 putting together a cohesive something like there has to that has to be validated too i want to see the uggos yeah i want to see the oldies the gargoyles the uggos the chubbos i want to see all of that and you on check my off TV. all those boxes i really do i just don't understand why they don't know well <laughs> let's take a me. break
We are back with my extra special guest, Fina Barbatal. We are talking about all of it, talking about glamour and sh- shit birdhouses. I don't know if you saw that, but I got this, which is going to be going in my hair for Christmas. And I will be wearing this at Christmas because I do not have any AB bracelets, if you can believe that or not. Oh, mama. Ugh. I don't. Neither did I. And that's why those were like. And this Ding. is gorgeous. I mean, this is done so well. Thank you for, for my gifts. Yeah. Um, this is the part of the podcast where we open letters. We call this Read Me Delta. If you would like to have one of your letters uh, read here on the podcast, you can send an email to readmedelta at gmail.com. We'll take your questions, your queries, your comments. I, I don't know. Maybe if you have a picture or a gift card. Um, we've had it all come through here. Oh. Yeah. And some of these letters come in very unusual ways. I always think they're going to be like, you know, typed out. But sometimes people handwrite them. Sometimes they, you'll see. Um, let's get this first letter out. Read me Delta! We're going to answer these together as succinctly as possible. Or, you know, we can be full of shit too. Let me put my psychiatrist hat on. Yes. I feel like that should, th- that letter opener should be opening this like, more smoothly than that. I can't see it through Jurassic Park here. Yeah, you can't. I know. It's all out. All the stuff is out. It's incredible. I, you know, I love all these like still life things. I think they're just It so is a perfect fun. vignette. You literally have set up your Instagram live like as a desk. It's, you know, it reminds me of the Rosie O'Donnell show. The Rosie O'Donnell yeah. show. That's what I was going for. Where's your fucking cooch? My cooch. <laughs> okay. Hello, Delta and Fina. This time of year is sometimes difficult for me because of my complicated relationship with conservative family members. However, I've come to love it because my partner and I have learned, uh, leaned into making our own traditions uh, and we're always looking to add more. Do you have any unique holiday traditions that you can share with us? Love you, Flapjack. Mm, flapjack. flapjack. I, well, first of all, this is important. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I could talk about this subject all day of... Uh, you know, difficult family members and viewpoints and all of that stuff. But what about you? Do you have any traditions that maybe you do or? Uh, Traduncans. Um, well, moving here, being my family, being on the other side of the country, sometimes I've gone back to visit, but I like to keep the spirit of the season alive. Mm-hmm. So I will decorate the house down. Yes, you will. Santa boots. Mm-hmm. And that's for me my favorite part is the the decor and like, you know, I have a big window and like everybody in my apartment will building will like walk by and they'll sometimes they'll stop and be like, oh my god, I love your like tree or your lights or whatever, whatever. So that for me is like my own personal tradition that I've started for myself. I have a, a new new ish favorite Christmas song, and that is called "Cozy Little Christmas" by Katy Perry, which is like. <gasps> Favorite video, yes. my favorite song to perform. I love it so, so much. And there's just like a line or like a little phrase, which is, you know, not something that she came up with on her own. It's just a thought that is like, there's a feeling that you just can't buy. Mm-hmm. And I really, that like really resonates with me because um, if you're around the people that matter the most to you uh, and you, you really don't. It really is not about buying, you know, spending all your money to buy gifts. It really is not about saying we have to have this traditional meal. It's about really being around those people that really do give a shit about you and care about you and don't want you to be uncomfortable. And some people love like, you know, uh, 
giving away, giving out little stockings with candy in it to their friends because it's something that they spent time thinking about them doing. When somebody gives me something like that, like it just blows my mind. Like it blows my mind because I'm like, you know, when someone thinks about you and gives you something like regardless if it's from Tiffany or it's or or it, it just means the most. That's the tradition to me is is extending your time and your and and I know that sounds preachy like oh well Hallmark and you know play me a fucking uh, a, a little Victrola or whatever but it really I really mean that the, the yeah. fact that you that Flapjack has someone and that someone has Flapjack that really yeah. cares I mean that's like the biggest takeaway from that letter is that you have a partner yep and you can create your own memories and your own traditions. And you don't even, sometimes you don't even realize that you're creating a new tradition until like you're three years in. You're like, oh my God, for the past three years, we've been going and marching on the Capitol. I cannot believe this. Stop it. <laughs> that's a tradition. I know what, I kind of do have a tradition that's not necessarily, okay, I do have a tradition. So we go to visit family on Christmas Eve and our family opens, um, like our general, like extended family opens gifts on Christmas Eve at midnight because mm. our family is largely Catholic and that's just like a thing. Um, but before we leave to go, we always bring out the crock pot and we make this breakfast casserole that goes in the crock pot so that in the morning it's ready to eat. Yes, we do. Oh. My we mom insist. does a breakfast casserole too. We insist that we do it. So like at home, like. Is it uh, fought over? What's that? Is it ever fought over the last piece? Oh, always. Mama. Always. If I, so, ugh, working in drag, sometimes uh -huh. I would work the night before. Often I would work the night before Christmas. Yep. In drag and I would get up like, you know, God forsaken hour, but I would get there. And if those little brats had eaten the last piece of that freaking casserole. It was over. I would have, you know what? You know what? Fuck Christmas. Yeah. Not on Christmas, Dawn. <laughs> Not on Christmas. Not on Christmas. Christmas. So yeah, I mean, I you know little little traditions. I, I don't know that I have anything that big. I also usually go to Trader Joe's, uh, like a couple of days before Christmas to get all of the things that I'm going to want to have on Christmas Day, so I don't have to leave. I do have a friend that her Chris, her family's Christmas. Uh, tradition is they go for some reason they always eat Jack in the Box Christmas morning. I mean, I I don't know why they do it. They have full meals and all this stuff that they plan out, but for some reason when they wake up in the morning to open their presents, they all eat a Jack in the Box. I don't get it. They want to shit themselves. I guess halfway through the gifts, like I I've been doing the uh, uh, Whole Foods. So Whole Foods will prepare you a whole Thanksgiving or Christmas meal. Okay, that you just have to like heat up. Literally all the fixins and everything. Okay. And you just go pick it up the day before you stick it in your fridge. And the next morning you pop it on in the stove for like 20 minutes and it's done. And it's done. And it's fucking incredible. I love stuff like that. Yeah. I, I actually always wanted to be the kind of person that like went to a restaurant on, on Thanksgiving. I've done that. It's, it's not the same. Yeah. But like if you're like, I mean, I want to be rich enough to like rent the whole restaurant and like, um, and I want it to be glass all the way around. Yes. Yeah. And like, maybe you look out into the ocean and you're like, oh, we're having our day. And you know what I mean? And like, I need you. There's different types of cranberry, but I don't want to eat it because I don't like cranberry sauce. I, you're, you're a holiday person and I need you once in your life to experience a Christmas in New York City. I would love that. I've only been there one time during Christmas, but it was really quick. I, I was doing a gig like early in December. So it was just that. And Manila um, met me there and and she knew that I was flying out early in the morning. And she was like, 
the one thing I have to take you to is Rockefeller Center mm -hmm. and I have to take you to have a real piece of New York cheesecake. So she took me yeah. to Junior's and the cheesecake was like that tall. And she's like, I'm just going to, you have to at least have this before you leave. I don't know when you're coming back, but those two things are going to matter to you. Yeah. And she couldn't have been more right. And I remember we walked down like the boulevard and it was like. The decorations in the windows oh, at Macy's. Oh the God. Macy's windows. Are you kidding me? It's so magical. I remember before I used to go to like the Mariah Carey would do her like residency, her Christmas uh -huh. show in Fuck incredible. Wow. Like to me, that's that's Christmas. Right. Oh jeez. <laughs> These letters. Oh jeez. I tell you what. Is it in a carnacopia? It's in. Here we go. Falling leaves, bonfires, cozy sweaters, hay rides, pumpkins, friends, family, blessings. Do you ever see like a dish towel with a, a saying on it and feel compelled to put that on Instagram? No, but there was something I wanted. Oh, uh, during Halloween, it was a big thing. I guess at, uh, like TJ Maxx had like something like this. Mm -hmm. And it's like said, like, I put a spell on you written out, but it's it's the way the letters were done. It said, I put a spell on you. <laughs> All right. And I wanted it. I wanted it. I love that. Um, let's see. Here we go. Uh, this is a letter from Alicia. Very Alicia. Dear Delta, what do you need to do for the great actor Annie Potts to appear as a guest on Very Delta? I have uh, I have to have this happen as my health depends on it. Love, Very Alicia. You know what, Alicia? I would do anything for that. I am a major Annie Potts fan. I can recite lines from films. Um, the, I think when I very first fell in love with uh, Annie Potts was when she played a character named um, Iona on Pretty in the movie Pretty in Pink. Oh yes, which is yes. I I I argue that it's my favorite movie because there are other movies that I love, which also Annie Potts happens to be in Ghostbusters, which is another one of my favorite movies. But I Annie Potts. Mm -hmm. A if legend. Annie Potts could be on this show, I would do anything. I, I would. Which character would you want her to be, though? Oh well, I mean, I would want her. I mean, I would take her as herself, of course. But if I like in a fantasy world, we would be here dancing together, and I would be dressed as Andy Walsh, mm -hmm. and she would be in the pink prom dress with the big fuzzy slippers and the beehive wig. I'll make the beehive wig. I'll make the beehive wig. I'll have the dress made. I will have the, we will have the dress made. I remember your birthday party was. Uh, My birthday yep. party was pretty in pink. Yeah, I yep. remember that. Yep. And it was a blast. And so, yeah, we need Annie Potts to be Annie here. Potts. This is like my favorite. Like she was in so many things that I absolutely love, like designing women. Jesus, Mary That whole show and in general, like that, uh, but the her specific character um, yes. was just like broke so many broke so many stereotypes. And she was like, was she supposed to be the tomboy? Or she like... was just like a, just a career woman, you know. But but yeah, very like just a a loving mom who was having a hard time with like you know her kids were growing up and she was shouldering all of these responsibilities. I remember yeah. an episode where um, she was talking about uh, subliminal messages mm -hmm. and how you can send subliminal messages. And her daughter, she was afraid her daughter was interested in having sex with this boy. Mm -hmm. So she would be like, all right, I'll see you later. Don't have sex. Um, <laughs> and like everything was like, oh my gosh, you look great in that dress. Don't have sex. And so she would do it over and over and over. And it was like, that wasn't even the case. But like, 
She was a mom. It was the 80s. Like yeah. we were going right into the 90s. And that she was like one of the only characters that really stayed the whole right. run. Right. You know, that was, oh God, I loved that. And of course, Ghostbusters, so funny. Yeah, I love, I loved her character of Iona. Like she was like, she was like, uh, had the spiky hair. Yes. I wonder, I actually wonder about that hair, like how they did that. Cause it was really, it was really far out. I mean, you could write that down for next Halloween season yeah. costume. <gasps> Let's have a costume party and be like different Annie Potts. We can be different characters. Uh, can I just come in a crock pot? Yes. As yes. As little orphan Annie? In the crock pot. Little orphan Annie in a crock pot. I don't know why you wouldn't. In fact, we might make that for her. Yeah. We might all be in a crock pot. We can make breakfast crock pot casserole with Annie Potts. I don't know why we haven't done that. I know why. We, we just thought lazy. We're lazy. We're lazy. If, I, I tell you what, if Annie Potts was able to be here, I would put on a pair of tights, a pair of fishnets, and a pair of pumps instead of just sitting here in sketchers and track pants underneath this table. Can you imagine? What would you want to ask her? Um, I would want to ask let's her. Let's say, okay, let's let's role play. Okay. I'm Annie Potts. Hi, Annie Potts. Hi, Delta. Uh, I would want to know what it was like um, being uh, playing the, playing your character on Designing Women, which is about different women developing and in the 80s as far as like all of the political stuff that's happening. How were you handling that outside of the set as a real person, not that character? I have one funny, funny story about bodies. So one time, this is when I was touring. Don't say I was on tour with uh, Tracy Mattel, mm -hmm. and it was very early morning in an airport. I know you know this set the scene. You know okay. the scene. Very early morning, and I have all of her luggage, and I, you know, as the assistant, I go up and I put everything through the belt, and I give it to the people. And so one of the bags was uh, over by, like, 15 pounds, and we were just trying to figure it out. And, like, Trixie comes up, and she's like, what's going on? And the person behind the counter says, oh, he's 15 pounds over. And she looks dead at the girl and says, he has a different body type. Uh -uh. <laughs> and did the person even get it? They did not laugh. We were on the oh floor God. dying laughing. Fuck. Fuck. And to me, I think if you can tr uh, like make someone at, at TSA laugh, you've got the golden the golden touch. But we did not have it you that day. You did not have the golden touch. No. They don't laugh. They, they really don't. don't. They laugh. really don't. Do you have do you have pre-check? I don't. And you know why I don't? I don't fly enough. Yeah, same. I wish I did fly more. I love I love all of the amenity of first class. I will pay like I seriously, but girl, I just don't work that I don't work anywhere that much, really. This is a call to action because this this woman needs to be in this desk in every city in this country this needs it. to be taken on the world this like your live that i saw the other day incredible this should go everywhere Thanks. i see people that that do this that are like horrible so there's no reason why you know <laughs> thank you thank you yeah um but that's not gonna help um <laughs> you know what would help we're gonna be right here call in today right you know you know what would help is if you sent a message to annie potts if you sent a message to Annie Potts on Instagram or wherever Annie Potts is, her email address, and let her know that this show 
really needs to be called Very Annie. And we need an episode of Very Annie right here. We will have anything that you need available to you, uh, except for a budget. But other than that, uh, we will have plenty of sparkling water, still water. We have candy bars. Full size. We Full size candy bars. And we have people that are grateful. And we also have a skeleton crew of just really nice people. So anyway, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. My beautiful friend, Fina Barbital here at Very Delta, Very Fina, Very Annie. Um, thank you all for listening to Very Delta. You can now search for Very Delta on your podcast apps. We come out every Monday. And you can find us here on the Mom Podcast YouTube channel. And also a special thank you to everyone watching the talk show on YouTube. Also, you know what's very Delta? Subscribing to Mom Podcast so you don't miss an episode. You can send questions about sparkling water, still water, still life's in water, uh, hydrotherapy, anything you want. You can send those questions to readmedelta at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Instagram. And of course, we now have dedicated socials for the show. If you follow at Very Delta on Instagram and TikTok for clips and all kinds of different updates. Join me next week right here for another episode. And until then, keep things very Delta. To listen to Very Delta one day early and ad-free, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcasts.plus. Very Delta is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Delta Work and produced by Mark Jacobs. Engineered by Margot Padilla and editing by Doug Robertson. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. 